friends, and welcome to the Legacy Homeschool Reflections podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Adams. I am so excited to be here with you today. For the last many weeks, we've been going through a series on the fruit of the Spirit, and we finished that in our last episode. And so today, I was thinking about what to share on the podcast, and I thought I would just kind of come on and give a life update, just talk about some of the things that have been going on in our family and on the farm and what's on my heart. So kind of just a hodgepodge of different various thoughts, maybe not a particular topic, but just to connect with you and I hope that you all are doing well. Um, I'd like to start um, this episode with um, The Daily Light. This is a devotional I enjoy reading. There is a morning reading and an evening reading. And all it is is a collection of different verses put together on a particular topic. And so I'm going to read part of the reading from the morning on July the 29th. And this just really encouraged my heart. It says, This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. It will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, our citizenship is in heaven. And ladies, as I look around at this world around us that seems to be crumbling and falling apart in so many ways, such perilous times that we're living in, what blessed eternal hope that we have of the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what a beautiful reminder that our citizenship is in heaven. This life that we're living here is temporary. We are just uh, traveling through. This world is not our home. And I have been praying, Lord, help us as a family to set our minds on things above. There are so many distracting things all around us with social media, with so many things screaming. It's a noisy and clamoring world with so much going on politically, with just the normal responsibilities of life. We can have so many distractions, but we are called to set our minds on things above and to keep our sight on that eternal celestial city that we are headed to. I hope that's an encouragement to you as it is to me. Well, we've been so busy this year and we moved to this farm last November and this process of settling in has been long and hard. I think I've mentioned on this podcast before that we had no barn and no garage moving in and we're coming from our last two houses having barns, big barns. And so to have no garage and no barn is a pretty big deal for a family our size and all of the different things that we have going on, whether it's farming and farm equipment or hobbies or ministry related, you know, books and things that we take to conventions. Um, Such a huge library from homeschooling all of these years 
when you have seven children, there's a lot of special mementos you may be, I know that I am hanging on to uh, so many things and to not even have a garage to put it in is challenging. And the house itself, while I love it, is not real um, heavy on storage closets. And so it has been a challenge and we have had a lot of boxes piled up along our breezeway and uh, back porch, especially in the beginning, even all over the front porch. We've had to have things like the tiller up on the front porch. My husband really loves canoeing, and so we've had two canoes on the breezeway being stored there, just stuff everywhere. And that's not pretty. Um, it's in the way, and after a while it starts really gathering cobwebs and dust and we're just really ready for it all to be gone and to have a place and so um, we decided we took our time and we were really thinking and researching and comparing prices on building a barn and that took us a while and then once we decided the company that we would go with they were backed up uh, probably three or four months and so it has taken a long time to get this barn up but i am so excited and so grateful the barn is up and um, once they started the project it i think it only took about two weeks it was amazing how quickly these guys came every day for two weeks and the barn went up and they did a great job we're thankful for the the good work they did and now the next step is getting electricity in the barn so that we can run you know saws or plug in a refrigerator freezer that sort of thing so an update is um i am trying to plan towards having some food storage out in the barn there is one small room that my husband is going to build out in the barn and we'll have a window unit to cool it and shelves and hopefully a refrigerator and freezer and we'll be able to store some excess you know um, buckets of food and just um, excess paper goods and things like that just not out of fear but just with the way things are in our world the unsettled times and with having a large family it would be i think um, good stewardship to have some extra so that we kind of have a little store that we can shop from if hard times come if if uh, we have more power outages like we did here in Texas this last winter or any number of things um, the the food supply chain if it is um, really suffering and we're having trouble getting things just I'm doing canning that's another thing I've really been busy with canning and I really enjoy seeing the the jars on the shelves in the pantry I love the ease of being able to pop a lid and have something ready probably one of my favorite things is the peaches that we typically can in Ohio with uh, my Amish friend there in Holmes County, Ohio. Last year, I came home with 50 to 55 quart jars full of baby gold peaches, and it's been enough to carry us through the year, and I'm hoping that um, Lord willing we'll be doing some more peaches in September. But I've also been doing a lot of pickled okra because our garden has produced a ton 
ton of okra this year and my husband loves the pickled okra he's really the only one around here that just loves it but he really loves it so i've been pickling okra and our garden did pretty well some things were not as successful as we would have liked but other things did really well and i got a better picture this year of how much i need to be planting of various things for example we planted way too much zucchini i think two or three zucchini plants um, might be enough for us for a particular garden season because those just grow huge and just seem to explode with the zucchini but like the purple hole peas we only did half a row and that just wasn't enough for our family so i think my husband and I were talking, we probably need at least two full rows of purple hole peas or something like green beans. So we're learning about portions too, how many of each kind of vegetable we need. Um, another update is, this one is really sad, but our chicken flock, we moved here with a couple hens, but then we've been adding baby chicks and, um, unfortunately very sadly we've lost quite a few baby chicks to we think raccoons and we've tried very hard to keep that from happening and yet um it it has continued to happen it seems that if we forget you know once when they're little tiny they're in a cage and they're perfectly safe but once we let them out if we forget even one night to lock them back up in the chicken house a raccoon or something can come and get them and we have had some sad losses and we're trying very hard but sometimes life happens and somebody forgets to go out there and lock them up and so recently we had a good batch of them and we had gotten them about halfway grown and in one night we lost over 10 it was so devastating and sad for the children to go out and to find feathers and such and so that's the reality of farm life and of course I went to Tractor Supply that very day and got some more to try to comfort their hearts but um, we are trying so hard to we did we were able to keep five of them when that happened last week and um, and also our full-grown hen the only one we have that is still laying an egg for us and so we are excited to build up the flock and helping these new chicks that will have um, a better situation we are on a list to get a guardian livestock dog that will be trained to guard our animals and so that is on its way those puppies are going to be born soon and then they'll grow a bit and have some training on the farm that they're at and then this puppy will come here and I'm really hoping that she will be able to protect our flock and our goats and speaking of the goats another update on the farm is that our goats are over at our pastor's farm and they are being bred we have two Nigerian dwarf goats and um, we are excited to get them back and hopefully they will have their little baby kids in the fall and we're hoping to milk the goats and that will be a new adventure for us 
So those are some of the things going on. The rabbits are doing fine. And um, I'm always sort of researching um, different herbs and vegetables to see what we can feed them when we have excess like um, lemongrass or, or mint or different things. I'll just do a quick Google search and a lot of it's fine for the rabbits. And so it's fun to give them little treats and so those are some of the things that have been happening the barn and the goats and the chickens and the garden we're thankful that the garden the ground in the garden seemed like it was a good fertile ground and we've done pretty well with that it's about done for this year i am really surprised that we're almost to august and i am still cutting off some okra we had such a long, cooler spring here in Texas this year that that may be part of it, but I don't think I've ever really had the garden stretch to August, but it's really finishing up with that okra. So it's time to plow it down and um, to start again. And I guess we're going to see if we're able to get things in the ground for for a fall garden. I would like to, but we will see. Um, going back to the canning, I was able to can um, quite a bit of like a tomato sauce or sort of like pizza Italian sauce for spaghetti from our tomatoes and that was exciting. Now I have really um, been learning a lot about pressure canning. I had mostly done water bath canning in the past and I had had one experience where I failed with pressure canning probably a year and a half ago or so and I had to throw out all the pinto beans that I had canned which was really sad. It was a problem with um, the the stove and not keeping the heat. We ran out of propane and, and kind of a story there but it was it was a flop and but I recently bought the new Presto electric pressure and water bath canner and I am extremely happy with it. It works a lot like an instant pot but it is created for canning and so I am really enjoying the ease of that. It kind of works like I said like an instant pot and it tells you your next step like warm the jars, fill the jars, you know venting for pressure canning and, and the cooking and the cooling down and all of that. It walks you through it digitally. You can see and what it's telling you to do. And I think it is an easy way for a new canner to get their feet wet, especially with the pressure canning. But I also have this huge all-American pressure canner that I just, for various reasons with moves and stove issues, have not been able to really use, except that one time I tried and had a big flop with it. And I have been using it here at the new farm and it was risky because I have a glass top stove and I was afraid it was going to blow the stove top up but it's old and it's already cracked and I asked my husband do you mind if I just try it and if it blows this stove isn't you know it could be replaced anyway and we have some hopes to towards kitchen renovation and so I tried it and I'm so thrilled that the stovetop has not blown using this big pressure canner on it and I have been able to successfully pressure can some various things and one thing I did for the first time and it was successful 
is I pressure canned ground beef. And I've had people ask me why I would pressure can ground beef, but I tell you, it is so nice on a busy day to be able to go into the pantry and pull out a jar of ground beef and pop the lid and just quickly warm that meat up and make tacos or something, or throw it in a soup or spaghetti or whatever. And I really thought the sound of canned meat it was kind of gross and I was scared of it, but now that I've done it, um, I'm, I think I'm hooked. It's, it's really a convenient thing. It doesn't look the prettiest in the jars, but it tastes great and it is completely safe as long as you do it in the right way. And so I'm excited about that. So um, I canned quite a few things for the first time this year. And every time I am able to do that, I'm so thankful to learn a new skill. And I really, really love having my pantry shelves um, growing with canned food because it is just so easy to pop the lid and have something ready to go. It's kind of like you know, with homeschool curriculum, you hear um, open and go curriculum, the ease of things that are just open and go, and you don't have to prepare. You just open the book, do the lesson, and you're good. <laughs> and so I feel like canning is kind of like that. It's an open the jar, warm it if it needs warming, and you're ready to go. You can get stuff on the table really fast. And I've even had a meal recently where almost everything on the table was something I had canned. Oh, I um, have done like sliced carrots and I've done potatoes, red potatoes. And of course those were pressure canned because they're not acidic enough um, on their own. And to be able to pop those lids, it's even easier than frozen vegetables. So you can pop it, throw it in a saucepan on the stovetop and you know, five, 10 minutes, you've got something warm on the table. So I'm so, so thrilled with that. So those are some of our adventures on the homestead. Um, we are getting electricity into the barn and then my husband is going to start working on building out that room. We're going to be putting some food in there and then just um, tools and canoes and the farm equipment and it's going to enable us to clean up the farm and we're really excited about that. So um, all of this reminds me that it's little by little, one step at a time. And, you know, with our children, it's precept upon precept, one step at a time. So many things in life require patience and they're hard and they're tiring, but we just, the Lord gives us that strength to persevere one step at a time. And I read something in my devotional this morning. This is shifting gears here to motherhood. And I just um, really liked it and thought I would share it with you all. It says, Christ is the answer to all our problems. I need to spend quality time with God each morning to stabilize my boat for the storms I may encounter today. Getting things in order vertically will smooth things out horizontally. And um, then there was a little prayer, Lord, help me to start every day with you. How I need your presence with me to face the waves on the sea of life. May your life glow from within me and may my family be blessed. 
May the Lord help us all in these ways and may we seek him so that we have strength for the trials and struggles that we will face each day. Going back to canning, I'll just um, share here too that I had another flop with canning yesterday. I am, I'm embarrassed to say it was with the same food item as before. It was pinto beans again. And I learned, I followed the ball canning recipe but I learned some things that by after the flop, I went and I Googled and researched and I saw what other people had experienced and I realized some things that I had to learn the hard way and I'm going to have to dump all those pinto beans today. I'm gonna make refried beans out of them and I might even freeze burritos for easy lunches. So it won't be a loss of the pinto beans, but it's a loss of my um, time canning and the lids, which are hard to find right now. I lost those lids. I think it was 11 jars, but um, what I did wrong is I didn't soak the beans long enough and I didn't leave enough headspace. I left what the, the canning book suggested, but they expanded so much. And I also raw packed them instead of cooking them first, which was an option, but it did not work well for me. And so I felt that I at least very closely followed the recipe instructions, but um, I know now it's not going to work. I need to um, go ahead and soak the beans longer next time, and I need to go ahead and warm them up and cook them, and then I need to leave probably more headspace than what the recipe said. But I think because I didn't soak long enough, and I didn't cook, they expanded. And so um, I'm hoping for maybe the third time will be the charm. But sometimes we we face these disappointments and I was feeling discouraged about that last night, but I realized that in order to continue learning new skills and growing, sometimes we have to face failures and I faced a failure, but I've also faced a lot of successes with canning this year. So the Lord is teaching us. He is growing us. He is giving us endurance and patience. And I hope that this little update has been an encouragement to you. I'd love to hear what are you doing? What is going on in your season of life and your family? I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook at Ruth L. Adams. Or um, you can find me on um, Instagram at heartathome24. You can connect with me at my website legacyhomeschoolreflections.com and thank you so much for joining me today for this sort of random you know a collection of thoughts and updates what's been going on in our family and I just hope that you have a blessed week and I'll look forward to our next visit together God bless you